But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? Some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the Ham Boys. Fatty. Fatty. Big Bride. Big Bride. And my cousin Vinny. And my cousin Vinny. Uh, what's going on, everybody? I am that fat guy, Jared Fatty Bates. He is Big Bri, and welcome to Legal Ham of the Face. And as our big voice guy said, it's definitely going to be a hot piece of ham today because I am fired up like you would not believe. But Bri, we got to get into our sponsor, big fella. How you doing? Good. How you been? I'm doing good. Saw you Sunday. Had a blast with you. Yeah, up until the end. It was a good time. It was a great time till the end, and then just peered away, like just ghost in the wind. Used to it. We're used to it. I know. All right. So our show is brought to you by Harold Keel and the Lake Erie APA. Uh, I got a shirt going out to. I got a shirt from Harold to give to Craig. I gave out shirts down there at Western Summit. Uh, Lauren's got one that. she showed off, so I put it out on our – sent it to Harold first before I put it out on our Facebook page and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's going good here. Harold was happy because he finally got a fantasy win, so uh, he's off to Schneid. Who is Big Bri, from what I saw. Big Bri's off to Schneid, too. All right, we'll get into our illegal ham to the face fantasy football league here a little bit later, but we want to thank Harold. For everything he's done for us, uh, Brian, you got all your stuff. You got a hoodie, you got a shirt. You yeah, got a you're not even wearing a hat tonight. That beautiful camo hat. Guardian Indians time. I know it is. The good juju. Uh, and uh, Jose did not get a shirt, but I did. Uh, he said it's time to pick on Lovely, and you know what I did, Brian? I don't do it this that often. I sent him the stream yard link so that he can hop in whenever he wants to, to talk with us. So, ever right. he wants to go on in, come on in, Jose. I sent it right to you. I showed you I sent it to you. So, you just click on it, come in. Um, <laughs> yeah, Craig's 4-1 now. God. Running away with it. No. But, uh, yeah, Harold's been so nice to us, and try to be nice to him. So, thank you for everything mm-hmm. you've done for us, Harold. Uh, we will continue to support the Lake Erie APA like we do. Uh, if you want to play in Lake Erie APA, please get a hold of me or Bry or our show or our, uh, what is it, email, legalhamtheface at gmail.com. Um, we got all sorts of stuff, and then we got everything you need to find down here at the bottom. It was where you need to find us at. Please like, subscribe, and join. 
All right, on that note, Bri, we are going to move quick through this uh, rundown for today. We're going to talk about our Gardos. They're in New York. We are going to talk about our Browns' loss to the Chargers. Go look ahead to the Patriots. We're going to get into Fat Boy Tuesday with the Western Summit Mac and Cheese tailgate. Mm-hmm. Nick Wilson from 923 The Fan. And then we're going to do our top three tail- NFL tailgates that we'd like to go to. So on that note, Bride, do you have any shout-outs this week? I'll keep it moving. I got no shout-outs. Go ahead. Well, I'm going to shout-out you, Ed, Phillips, everybody that came down to Western Summit. We had a blast together. We ended up going back to Mr. B's, having a blast there, ate some food, had the whole corner to ourselves watching a game and screaming and yelling at the TV, <laughs> uh, especially Ed. Uh, it's so nice to uh, see Ed. I haven't seen him in forever, especially when you get in a heated argument about Barry Bonds which uh, might come up here a little bit later. It was fun. I had a blast. Sure, sure. It was All nice. set off by an earring. Hey, and it was actually kind of nice just, like, poking the bear. I felt like Jose for a second, just like, oh, yeah, he's great, but, <laughs> but, and it's fun. So, um, other than that, uh, Eric at Top Dog Tailgate, you guys always put on a good spread. It was a great time yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. Um Food was phenomenal, um, and everybody that was there. As soon as I walked in, Chef Ray handed me a uh, uh, McThird. I ate that thing down. Like, well, I actually gave it to Phillips because Phillips hadn't eaten anything yet. And then we started drinking, saying hi to everybody, Lauren, Pat, um, everybody there in the back, Ray, Eric, everybody that helped out for City Dogs. Um, forgetting Kyle. Kyle was there. You missed Kyle. Shoot. So, not that Kyle, uh, Phillips Kyle. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, that's what I was thinking of. Well, I we can't got like, the other Kyle would show up. Well, you never know; it is that Kyle. You know, <laughs> he does some random stuff like that. But other than that, those are my shout outs. It was a great time, great Sunday, and it was great to hang out with friends. So, and it was sure. a beautiful day out too. So, all right, no Brian, let's get into that uh, trivia. Now, we don't have any T-shirts or anything to give away this week. I will hit up Harold, and we should have some here soon. Um, oh, yeah. Before we do that, Bri, I got the um, – there's the hams together there at Western Summit. Yeah. And then I got, I got the one with a little boogie but we'll do it later. I saved that one. Bernie in the background. I know. I like that. Well, Bernie's the best. That's why. And it's time for your trivia. All right, Brian, that is our trivia sounder. And I believe it's your turn this week for the trivia. I got one for you. All right, make it a good one. Here we go. Which college or university has the most starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now? Which college or university? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Most starting, like Cooper Rush is starting games, but he's not their starting quarterback. So starting quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson is ours, obviously, not Brissett. 
In case that helps at all. I think I got it. I think I got that later. I think it's gettable. I think it's gettable, too. I, I think I have it in mind. I think I got it. I think I got it. Um, Man, I really don't want to talk about Browns, Bray. It's Let's start with the Gardos, then. Let's do our Cleveland headlines, then. You want to do those? All right, bro. Your Cleveland headlines are brought to you by nobody yet, but if you'd like to sponsor them, get a hold of us. All right, bro. Uh, our Cleveland Guardians, what the Tampa Bay Rays in dramatic fashion on both of them. Uh, first game, Jose, 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 two run homer to give them the two to one victory. Class A closed it out. And then on Saturday, a 15 inning marathon. With Oscar Gonzalez at the bottom of the 15th, taking Corey Kluber deep <laughs> into left center field. Um, I mean, it was a great weekend. The fans were amazing for the Guardians. I listened to it on the uh, radio, Bry, because, you know, at work, noon games, got to listen to it at work. I can't do it anywhere else. But just hearing it on the radio and hearing Hammy call that game, Bry, the fans were going absolutely insane. And starting tonight at 7.30, I believe it is, mm-hmm. here in about 15 minutes, they take on the Stankies. The good old Cleveland versus New York Yankees is happening tonight. So, Bri, give a little rundown about uh, the past two games that uh, got us here, and on to New York, buddy. On to New York. Yeah, they were fantastic. Um but it, it just depends on your perspective. Uh, you know, us sweeping the first round of the playoffs, how could you not be anything but ecstatic, especially with uh, the expectations for this team? So you, you want to enjoy it, celebrate it, um, but it, it just depends on where your expectations are, your perspective. If you're just – if you're going by, hey, take it one game at a time, let's win the next one then you're happy. If you're wanting to beat the Yankees and have a chance of beating the Astros and maybe making it to the World Series, then you're probably a little torn because our pitching give them an A+. I don't know how you can do any better than that. I mean, Bieber, McKenzie, the bullpen, uh, you know, that long 15-inning game, guys stepping up left and right, hedges. Um, it, It was just, it was fun to watch them. And the defense, unbelievable. Jose making that play in, what was it, 12th or 13th inning? Yeah, with with guys on first and third. And, you know, had he just bobbled it a fraction of a second then or made a slightly worse throw, then, uh, then they score and they probably win. Um, and who knows if we're celebrating a series win at this point. But, yeah, just no margin for error at all with our starting pitching in the defense and they were just lights out spectacular. Um, so that's the good. The bad obviously is you, you worry about our bats. Um, we, we had two, two swings that netted runs in 23 innings. So you're gonna, you would think you'd have to do better than that against the Yankees. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I'm torn. Like I said, do I want to sit here and celebrate, 
them sweeping a series, or do I want to look ahead and try to look at the prospects for the series against the Yankees and what might cause us concerns? Because, I mean, I, I'm guessing your your pitching staff is not going to be able to hold the Yankees to one run in two games. But maybe they will. Maybe I'll be surprised again by them. And the great thing is, is we really do have a good pitching staff, Bry. I mean, with Bieber, mm-hmm. McKenzie, I think Savali's going tonight. Um, no, uh, Quantrill. Um, Quantrill, that's who it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, even having the other guys in the bullpen, and especially Posse, man, that man is just unreal, Bry. He really is. Um, but, you know, you sit there and you, you watch this team, and the way I see it, Bry is I'm going to root for them just hands down no matter what because right. I feel like we're playing with house money right now. We weren't supposed to be here, Bri. We weren't supposed to get through the first part of the playoffs to begin with. We weren't even supposed to be in the playoffs. National Riders had us fourth in our division, and look what happened to our division after they took a, they took the heart out of this division. People are getting fired. People are retiring. GMs are getting removed. It is unreal what's going on now because the Indian or Guardians have got the stranglehold on this division, and it's it's been amazing right now. And like you and I both predicted, we would only be like around five hundred, maybe maybe getting a wild card. Mm-hmm. Right, we finished with ninety two wins, ninety two wins. None of us predicted a ninety win team. None of us, like maybe eighty two. Okay. We took out a Tampa Bay team that is very good, similar to us, and now we're going against the Yankees. Why not us to beat the Yankees, Bry? Why not us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that all sounds great and good, and I think maybe in March, looking back, if, if this is as far as we go this year, I'll be able to appreciate it more. But right now in the moment, we I got a chance. Scary. We got an opportunity. Of, I can't just, if we lose tonight, be like, well, we're not supposed to be here. That's okay. No, it's still going to hurt, you know, regardless of what our expectations are, because we have a real opportunity here. All we have to do is is beat them three times in five games. So I think they can do it. Their track record is shown this year, especially the last month or two, that they're as hot as they come. So, yeah, I'm all in. Um, I'm just I'm hoping that the bats come alive a little bit and give us a little bit of excitement because I. I had a friend ask me to go to the game on Saturday, and unfortunately I couldn't make it. And listening to it, watching it for a little bit, man, I was happy I didn't go. I mean, 15 – maybe it's just my level of fandom. Maybe I don't appreciate a 0-0 game for 14 innings or 15, 14 and a half innings. But man, it's brutal, <laughs> especially playoff baseball. You're on the edge of your seat. For every single swing when it's zero zero, holy crap, I couldn't take it. No way. Well, and uh Connor was at work today and he was saying this morning that he was at that game. They shut down the concessions in like the seventh inning, right? Like seventh right. inning. He goes, So mm-hmm. you're just sitting here, nothing to drink, nothing to eat, just waiting for this game to finish. Yeah. I mean, like, go oh, leave the stadium. Go yeah, go to uh Go to one of those bars on East 9th, uh, Panini's or whatever else is over there, and get yourself a beer and a hot dog and uh, come back, and you probably haven't missed much. <laughs> I mean, but obviously you can't leave during a, a playoff game. That's just something funny to say. So I, I, I'm i excited. 
I'm really excited to see what they do um, tonight and going forward. I'm a little worried about Garrett Cole going tonight because he's had a number in the past. I honestly, if you ask me before the game starts, I would probably sign up for if we get three runs off of him, I'd probably take it. Um, I think you're maybe hopefully looking at at least two or, or, you know, one, but, uh, man, he's tough. I know he struggled a little bit this year, giving up the long ball, but man, it seems like every time we go against him, he, he just has our number in big spots. So it'd be nice to get a run or two early to kind of loosen us up. Well, and the, the other thing is, Bry, is you also got to factor in that these guys are so young, like a mm-hmm. couple of like McKenzie got his feet wet a little bit with the pandemic um, playoff game. Like we've had guys like a little bit of feet wet with the playoff game, but this is their first time there. And like, I take the first series as the point of getting your jitters out. Like, I know you want to crush a home run. I know you want to be hero ball. I know you want to be all that. Do it in the first series. You got past the first series. Now it's time to tighten up and play some baseball. And the good thing about this team is though, Bri, is they're resentless. Um, they have taken over Jose Ramirez's attitude and swag when it comes to a lot of things. And I am so glad he's still here for this because he deserves an October to remember. And especially that two run homer that he hit on the first night. Bri, that was that was more magical than anything I could predict for the guy that actually wanted to stay here, took a discount to be here and gave you the first game off his bat, just, it was just like, all right, here we go. Like, let's have some fun now. But the good thing is, like I said, this team is so young. They don't know any better, Bri. They don't know mm-hmm. when to quit. They don't know. They don't know the, you know, the baseball rules of the unwritten rules where if you're up three runs, you don't do this to this batter. No, they don't know that. They're just there to have fun. And you know something, a team that has fun and plays together, is a team that can make a deep dive into the playoffs. And I hope that we get one game out of these next two at uh, Yankees and come home and let the crowd here just go absolutely insane for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, in that game one, looking back on it, the, your stars, the two guys that we were counting on more than anybody else, it's like, well, we got Bieber and we got Ramirez going into the year. And it's like everyone else – yeah, I hear this prospect's good, or hopefully this guy steps up, uh, does a little better. Your two stars put the team on their back, and they carried you to a win and gave you, a, gave you a little bit of breathing room. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Bieber, unbelievable. I, I understand that the the Rays lineup is not the Yankees, um, but – from what everyone's kind of saying, Bieber's ready for the Yankees. He's he's pissed at what they did a couple years back to him in the playoffs and kind of embarrassed him a little bit during his Cy Young year. So, yeah, it's time. It's time for the stars to be stars and time for these other guys to step up and get clutch hits. Now, Bry, I want a percentage from you, okay? Percentage that the Cleveland Guardians – can win this series to get to the ALCS. <clears throat> I was thinking about it. I'm, I'm glad you asked because I was thinking about that today. Um, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's it's going to be an uphill battle. I, I figured about 35% I give them. 
because of all the judge and everybody else over there. At, uh, yeah, I mean, just seeing what our bats did in the first. Yeah, see, so, you know, you're going to have to put up, in my mind, you're going to have to put up four, five, six runs a game um, to win these things at least because uh, your pitching just can't carry. I just, it's, I find it hard to believe as much as I love them, as much as I respect them and what they do, I, I can't believe that, you know, we're going to have a shutout in any of these games or a one run given up to the Yankees. So you're going to have to be resilient. Your bats are going to have to step up and your, your pitchers are just going to have to contain that lineup as best they can. I'm kind of close with you, Bri. The Yankees scare the shit out of me. I give them a 40%, just a little bit above you. And the mm-hmm. only reason why I give them 40% because I have a feeling that if they get ahead in one of these games, Bri, that bullpen's so good that they can ride it out. Um, sure. But the thing is, is man, they got some power hitters, and that can change in a matter of one swing, just one mm-hmm. swing. So it's it's going to be, it's pretty much it's David and Goliath is what's happening right now. You have a baseball team that is playing different style of baseball than you are. Our only thirty home run mark is Jose Ramirez. They got Judge at 62. They got Stanton at 30. They got this. at the, it, It's a David versus Goliath matchup, and you got to have the stones to take down the giant. So hopefully our guards have the stones. Yeah, it, just by me saying 35% doesn't mean I don't give them a chance. I think they have a chance at this series. I'm not going to be shocked, at, you know, I'm floored if, if the Guardians beat the Yankees because they can do it. It's just going to be hard. Your pitchers are going to have to have their best stuff, and your your hitters are going to have to come up with clutch hits. And as with every single uh, sport, the playoffs are a different beast. And uh, me going off of what I saw, you know, based on this Guardians team playoff experience, the bats struggled. So um, they're going to have to prove it to me before I'm just going to say, yeah, we can hang with them. We can outscore them in a seven to eight game or something. All right, so see, this is why, Jose, so in other words, you're saying that we should just take our bats and go home and let the Yankees win. That's not what we're saying. That's not what we're saying. You got to listen to us, Jose. Put your hearing aids in. Get your little shoehorn out. (laughs) One that we talked about at work today that I'm going to give you a little bugle that you stick into your ear, and then we can talk then, okay? Well, that's, that's why we love sports, because the favorite doesn't win every time. You know, no. how many and times everybody... if you're if you're a betting man, you know how many times the underdogs pull an upset. There's guys, teams in football that are supposed to win by two touchdowns that end up losing. And yeah. so I would say we have a better chance than that. So, yeah, it just takes a clutch hit here, a clutch hit there. And our guys just have confidence and, you know, grow up and mature very quickly in a very difficult environment. Yeah. Well, Bri, it's time to get off the Gardos. We'll be watching them tonight when we get off. Of it. Um, I wrote for our top of our intro, Bri, losing is never easy. All right. Your Cleveland Browns went out and found another way to lose. This time to the Los Angeles Chargers. Bri, um, this one was a heartbreaker. You and I watched this game together. 
we had it had its ups it had its downs it had its crazy moments um but man bry you you had it you had it you had it in your grasp again and you just let it go and they even gift wrapped it to you that was a that was probably the worst part of it they gift wrapped it to you at the very end and you still couldn't do it so mm-hmm. Bry, give me the good, bad, and the ugly against the Chargers. It's another another game where we almost got a win, and we played well enough to compete and put ourselves in a winning position in the fourth quarter, and just couldn't get it done. Didn't score any points in the fourth quarter again, and seems to be our Achilles' heel, uh, and that's very concerning. Um, but you have to remind yourself again. As much as Jacoby Brissett, as well as he's played, he's still a backup quarterback. And he's not bred to make plays down the stretch to win you ballgames. And, I mean, that's why you go out and you get a Deshaun Watson. Um, that's why you go through an offseason of hell. That's why you give up all those draft picks because you hope that he can get you over this hump. Because right now we're getting to the hump and we're just not falling back down. So you you see it in the NFL time and time and time again um, with teams. If you watch the Monday night game last night, it's very similar to uh, to what we had on Sunday where the less talented team, the underdog, competes, gets a big lead, and then here comes the better team. Uh, according to Vegas or, or whoever makes picks or anything, they start charging back and they make more plays in the end. And that's what they did. And like you said, they gift wrapped it for us. And it's just, for me, it's getting old that, that the Browns just take stuff for granted. Like we were favored against the Jets. Well, we should beat the Jets. The Jets suck. Take that for granted. Oh, we're up two touchdowns you end up losing. And same thing against the Falcons and same thing this week. Cade York hit a 58-yarder for us, um, so he should be good from 54. Let's just send him out there. We don't need to get any more yards. And, and I'm not saying that they weren't trying to get more yards, but that call on second down, second 11, first down call with, with Hunt running, trying to bump it outside and losing yardage. You know, at that point, yards are so so valuable and you have to run north south and in even if you don't get any yards at all or to get one or two what those one or two yards could be the difference in the game so him bumping it out and then second and 11 us just chucking it deep to dpj and just you know hoping for the win where all we needed was three points to win uh, i would have liked to see them try to get something middle of the field and then at that point, third and 11, you have to run a quick out because you don't want to run out the clock and Brissett just misses the pass. So it's, it was frustrating to watch, you know, you have to blame Cade York a little bit, I guess, because, you know, if you're drafted as a kicker in the fourth round, you're expected to do that. Kansas city's kicker last night, they got off the streets at a 59 yarder at the end of the first half. You see, college guys consistently now making 50 yarders. So that's what you're expected to do. But for us to just say, well, yeah, he's done it before from 58. So yeah, 54 yarder, that should be no big deal. I mean, that's not how it works. So 
it was disappointing at the end of that game that, that we just weren't more aggressive trying to just pick up five to ten more yards to give him more of an easy kick. He's not Justin Tucker yet, so uh, he's got a lot of learning to do. But hopefully learning experience, it just, man, it sucks going through it week in and week out where basically we're two and three and all of our games have been coin flip games. They could have gone one way or the other in the fourth quarter. And I guess maybe we're lucky to have won a couple. Not lucky, but um, you just the law of averages. You're going to lose a couple. You're going to win a couple. And, and that's what's happened. We're not good enough to where we can be the Kansas City Chiefs and just pull out every single game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And hopefully we get a chance to do that at some point in time in mine and yours lifetime. But it's also got to do with coaching, Bri. Um, you know, defense was not the most stellar. Again, our star defensive end was nowhere to be found. Uh, Clowney showed up in a big way, uh, which he really did. But guess what? He ran all over you again. Right up the middle. Austin Eckler. Just they just running, running wild on you, and you guys cannot tackle and stop to run. And I, I was concerned that the Walker injury was too much, and now I'm starting to see that that is coming to fruition. Bry, um, mm-hmm. went out and signed a linebacker from the Falcons and a defensive tackle. Yeah, do you know much about I, – I I just heard, like, quickly that they signed a defense tackle. I don't know his name or who it is. Do you know anything uh, about it's, him? Uh, Tyler. It's a weird way to spell Tyler. But he was a fifth or sixth-round pick. He played for the Saints and the Falcons. He's logged – was it? He had 11 uh, starts last year for the Falcons. He was on so, the street, like, though? Uh, he wasn't on the street. They just picked him they off the practice Oh, gotcha. So, but he's he's supposed to be, he's supposed to be, I mean, he's 6'2", 320 pounds. So he's one of those guys that's going to clog up the middle and try to stop this running. And Eric, mm-hmm. yes, John Johnson has been a disappointment. And why not Sue? Um, I have no clue. Uh, either words out that people just don't want to go after him. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why not Sue. Uh, there's an attitude and you know, the, the thing I say with coaching also has to go with leadership, Bry, and not one person has taken control of leadership of this team. And it's sad that I thought that our big money, big item tickets would be the leaders of this team. And it seems like they are not, it's pretty much everybody for themselves. Uh, nobody's holding anybody accountable. And like you said, you know, we get a drive there at the end where, yeah, he kicked a 58-yarder. We could do this. Where was Nick Chubb? Where was our best player on offense, Brian? Where was he? I understand Kareem Hunt is supposed to be 1B and right there. I get it. I get Kareem Hunt's really good, too. He's not Nick Chubb. He's not even close to Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb right now in the NFL is on a whole different level than the NFL, and he's only touching the ball anywhere between 15 and 17 times a game. That's it. 
That's all he's touching it for. He should have been there instead of a little bounce out with Kareem Hunt. It should have been him right up the damn middle for five or six yards. And then you run a little screen pass right in the middle of it to get a little bit more yardage. That should have been a 38-yard field goal that they could have kicked. Instead, they settled, Bri. They settled, Uh like you said, and it's unreal that that happened. Just it irks me that you have one of the most talented offensive weapons on your team, and he's not out there in the fourth quarter, especially in crunch time. Just it's the same thing with Miles Garrett. I need you to show up in the fourth quarter when it's crunch time and you're not there. Like, why can we not get our stars to show up in the fourth? Patrick Mahomes shows up in the fourth quarter, does he not? Travis Kelsey shows up with four touchdowns. He had like 25 whopping yards, but he caught four touchdowns. He showed up, right? Why can't we have that, Brian? Why can't we have the good stuff as Browns fans? I mean, if you're asking me to seriously answer that, I point to the the one player on the field that touches the ball every single play. And until you have a very good to elite quarterback, you're going to have a lot of questions surrounding your offense. I mean, Patrick Mahomes makes up for a lot of blunders on that Kansas City offense and get rid of Tyreek Hill and bring in a bunch of guys that are just kind of okay, you know, so-so guys on other teams and bring them in and he makes it work. So that's what we're hoping for with Deshaun Watson. And until we see it for our own two eyes, it's going to be hard to watch and we're going to have a lot of questions, but yeah, the Nick Chubb thing that you can't put that on percent. I mean, that's like you said, that's coaching staff. I, I, now we don't know, like with the Ndamukin Sue stuff, we don't know, what goes on behind the scenes. Who knows if Nick Chubb was a little banged up, had this going on, that going on. I mean, I try to give them the benefit of the doubt, but if he's healthy and he's willing and you need yards to kick a uh, a field goal, yeah, why is your best player on the bench? It makes no sense at all to me. Yeah, and like even like the little coaching, like I – okay, the interception by Brissett, I yes, it's a bad interception. I get it, it's a bad interception. <laughs> but if you look at Jacoby Brissett and what he's done and the amount of time that he's done it here for Cleveland, he has ex- exceeded expectations for your Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. Like, not even like a little bit. Like, we are getting above average quarterback play. Like, he is there every game keeping it close, okay? Like, it's not like he's... He's not going to be Pat Mahomes. He's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to be anybody else. But he's going to be that second-tier level of Tannehill. And, yes, he's going to make mistakes. He's a second-string quarterback. Of course, he's a backup. He's going to make mistakes. That happens. But you're supposed to have, on paper, a top-five defense. Where are they at? I have not seen that top-five defense. You know what was just eye-opening to me, Bri, was our rookie corner played better than everybody else on that team. Our rookie corner, he took their best wide receiver, said, I got him. Had one of the best pass breakups there at the end of the game. 
where is the rest of our defense at? Like, why is just our defense goes into a shell? And it's, we have miscues. We have arguments. We have missed tackles, which is the most common thing you can do is just tackle somebody. Just put a head on them. And we can't do that, Bri. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's too easy to just say, you know, injuries are playing a part in it because your two best players on defense are banged up with Clowney and Garrett. And who knows if they're 70%, 80%, 90%, none of us really know. But the main concern um, that a lot of us had going into this year was our run defense, and we are soft up the middle. And especially you take Anthony Walker out of there, now you're really soft up the middle. You know, nobody's banging on Tavon Bryant's door to uh, to get him in and start him on their defense. Um, but the Browns kind of had to settle. And why they did that, I don't know. Um, these late-round defensive tackles that they have drafted have not turned out um, to be much more than like a warm body. Uh, I've given Jacob Phillips some credit over the last couple of weeks for making a play here or there, but, you know, there's times where he just seems to be lost. Um, so, yeah, when teams know you're soft up the middle and you have two studs on the outside, why wouldn't you run behind your center and your guards? Just hope for the best. And it worked out pretty damn well these last two weeks um, for the Falcons and the Chargers, and that's kind of what scares me the most going against the Patriots because they are more than capable um, to run the ball. And what we saw last year with the Bills and the Patriots, Belichick's not afraid to just run it, run it, run it, run it, run it, run it, run it. And when you think you're, he's going to finally pass, he'll run it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it could be a long week if they don't get it short up real quick. Well, and the great thing is, though, Bri, is at the end of this, you can just take a deep breath. Let's move on from this because it, somebody's got to take a look at themselves in the mirror, like I said last week, and just something's got to change. I don't know if it's a voice in the room. I don't know if it's leadership. I don't know if it's just a change of scenery, Bri. I, do, I don't know what it is for this team, but at least for this defense, something's got to change. And then bringing in new people, Better be a one hell of a change and keep guys' heads on a swivel because, like you said, Jacobs Phillips has been okay, but he's not, he hasn't done enough. Uh, he's being pushed out of the way on a lot of stuff. You got Delpit running, not even taking the right lane for a run play. It just, it's just like everybody's just playing for themselves and it's not a team. And it's just, it's got to get back to a team thing. I don't know how that's going to happen, but it has to. But, Bri, we got to move on. Um, how did we do on our scores last week, buddy? We both had the Chargers. Um, we both had them covering, and they did not. I believe it was three points when we picked it, and they only won by two. I had, what, 35 to 20, and you had 31. 35. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Damn. Damn, Bri. So, I mean – you know, according to where we were at with our predictions, the Browns did better than we thought. It doesn't make you feel any better, but it's just, I mean, because they had so many opportunities. The one thing Brissett could not do uh, down on the goal line with only three minutes left was throw an interception. He could take a sack, 
You know, he could throw the ball on the ground. He could trip over his own two feet. The one thing you can't do there is throw an interception. And he did. And I didn't kill him much for the uh, for the Falcons interception or the Jets interception because, you know, they're dropping eight, nine guys into coverage and he's just trying to make a play. But right there, he has to be better than that. So, I mean, thankfully, the Chargers were very stupid and just handed it right back to us. But, you know, looking back on that, watching that play, your, your stomach just curdles a little bit just because, like, man – you know, you and I could take a sack. You and I could take a knee. I understand he's trying to make a play, and he's been damn good at scrambling around. But, yeah, he might have even been able to run for the first down or run for a touchdown there um, if he wanted to. But he had his eyes downfield and clearly just didn't see that one guy. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, Brian. Great. All right, well, let's get your big O player of the week, big fella. I'm taking the free space this week. I'm going Nick Chubb. That's the best running back in the NFL. We've said it for a long time now, um, how underrated he is because he's not a big fantasy stat guy, although he was this week. But, um, yeah, you know, say it again. For people to put Joe Mixon and Najee Harris in his class, it's just probably one of the most disrespectful things in sports because those guys are not close to Nick Chubb. And I'm going to piggyback right like you wouldn't believe Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, just he's a whole different level right now, Bry. And man, they just got to use him. They got to use him more. All right. Who is your big D of the week, big fella? My, my guy. He's won it probably, honestly, more than anybody else the last couple of years that we've been talking about this. It's Jadavion Clowney continues to impress. I didn't even think he was going to play. Um, but he's out there making plays and I can't remember if we have, is he just here for this year? Did we sign him to a two-year contract? One year. Just this year, man, that sucks. Year. Cause I'd love, I'd love to have him for another three years. If he can continue to play the way that he is, he's just, I mean, I know they're double, triple team in miles and, and miles is probably still better than Clowney, but Clowney pops when he's out there. He's making plays, you know, in that first game. He was batting down balls, and then, you know, he's a little banged up since then. So, hopefully he's on his way back to uh to getting some sacks for us. Uh, yes, Clowney had one hell of a game. I'm going to go with uh, Emerson uh, for him to take over, take one of their best wide receivers, their speed threat, and make a huge, huge play there at the, close to the end of the game. Is a big deal to me. Right now it's time for Just Not My Day Player of the Week. Well, it sounds a little cheap for me to do it. Um, it feels cheap because I don't think – I think this guy had a pretty decent day, but at the end of the day, he made the big mistake, and that was Brissett, and that was the rant that I just went on him throwing the interception under three minutes in the red zone when you could have just kicked the field goal to take the lead. So, sorry, Jacoby. You know, played a hell of a game, but be better in crunch time. Well, my just not my day, Cade York. He had two <coughs> cases. The first one, you pushed away right. The second one was just barely right. You got to make those kicks there, big fella. Uh, Brian? Oh, so, just to – ask you a question based on Cade York and maybe you don't remember um 
has every kick he's so he's missed those two on Sunday. He missed two extra points. Was it against the Jets mm-hmm. or just one? Um, every kick he's missed has been in Brown Stadium. Have they all been right? Do you remember? They've been mo- yeah, mostly right. Because what he does is he does that uh, nice little right hook where it starts out right, but then it curls back in. It's just not curling back in anymore. He's just leaving it right there. I wonder if some of it has to do with conditions down in Cleveland and kicking in that stadium and, you know, but he just can't thing, trust right? himself to aim left. Yeah. Um, it is, I don't know. Maybe he'll learn that as we go on. I still have confidence in him, but, man, hey, he shouldn't even be setting foot in Bria for practice days. He should just go to the stadium kick and kick and kick and kick in the stadium because oh, yeah. I think there's something to it that uh, that you have to learn how to do it inside that stadium for whatever reason. And have Mr. Miyagi, uh, Phil Dawson there with a kind Absolutely. Stick. Bring him Stop. in. Yeah, put him up. Put him up in the Ritz. <laughs> you know, let him do whatever he wants in Cleveland, whatever he's dreamed of. And uh, But, yeah, let him mentor the hell out of Cade York. Well, Brian, our guest is here. Do you want to talk a little bit of Patriots? Let's do it. Sure. All right. From 923 The Fan, the afternoon drive, which I think he's going to have to come up with a better name than that. Uh, let's bring in Nick Wilson. What's going on, big fella? What's up, gentlemen? How are we doing? Hey, here. Nick. Good. You got home just in time, didn't you? Yeah, and you know what? It would have been two minutes earlier, but I took an Austin Powers level P. Like I thought when I came home, I was going to, it was going to be like a 30 seconder. I was standing there. My legs got jelly. That's how long I had to pee or I would have been like smack dab on time today. Oh, you're, <laughs> We're just going over the, uh, the wonderful game that happened on Sunday that just kind of broke every Cleveland heart and just another way to lose another game here in Cleveland. Just, you had it right there and it just got away from you. Yeah, it's like every other game this year. You know, I, I get annoyed when people are like, ah, you know, it's it's a team loss. Every single loss this year has been a team loss for the Browns. Because, you know, before the Cade York kick, there was the interception. Before the interception, there was a stalled drive here. Before that, it was Austin Eckler looking like uh, Heisman Barry Sanders. Like, it mm-hmm. just it it just felt like and, and that's why I think to some people it feels like winning is so far from attainable. But like I said, Dustin, and I got into a screaming match today because he is just like app season's over if you lose in New England. I'm like, what the are you talking <laughs> about? Like you're going to be two and four. You beat Baltimore. Well, you don't if you don't beat New England, you're not beating Baltimore because they're the 72 Dolphins like. I, I, if you take five plays out of the first three losses, they're five and zero. They're really not that right. far away, yeah. which was, which is what makes it confounding. But like, that's the reality. They're not that damn far away. All right, so well, now we're, we're looking ahead to the Patriots. Like, what do they got to do to uh, shore the ship up and uh, try not to sink it here? Because obviously, it it looks like every time they do this shit, it's the fourth quarter. Every time this happens, it's the fourth quarter. So I would start with don't play like one of the three worst defenses in the NFL. That's 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 my <laughs> that's the bar that I'm starting it at. Pretty good. So well, is, is Billy Zappy playing this week? Yeah, Bailey Zappy. What a ridiculous name for a human being. 
somebody with the last name Bailey or somebody with the last name uh, Zappy was like, you know what would be really good? It's not going to be Mike Zappy. All right. It's not going to be a Tony Zappy. Let's give him an equally fucking weird um, first name to go with the fucking weird last name. Like his parents are assholes. I'm just going to say it right now on the record in front of you guys and God, his parents are assholes. Sorry, Zappy family. Um, I mean, I, I listen, I think the biggest thing that is important is just, I don't know. You're going to get rid of the chunk place overnight. I think this is a slow, I think, I think we've gotten to the point where the defense that is being called is forcing the players to play like crap. And I think the players playing like crap is forcing the defense to be called like, like it's just compounding and compounding. It's cyclical at this point. So I think you need to get it under specifically on the ground. Ramondre Stevenson has been the difference against Detroit. Um, You, you have to slow him down. And if you do that, that's going to put more pressure on Bailey Zappi. Who's not really had to do a lot to win these games. So that's step one. Step two, when you're on the goal line, don't try and pass two out of three downs. Run the damn ball. I personally think that Kevin Stefanski got bailed out against the Chargers. If you remember the the uh, goal line approach where uh, they had already scored two touchdowns, but I think if I'm if I'm correct, I think Sandy or the Chargers were actually ahead of them, and Kevin Stefanski went pass wide run and then went for a pass that was incomplete and they got the roughing the passer call. And you know how I know Kevin Stefanski knew that he got bailed out because the first thing he did on first and two was just turn the ball and hand it to Nick Chubb. So situationally, (laughs) I I'm, I I'm not one of these guys who's like, Oh, just give Nick Chubb 30 touches a game. That's stupid. Don't do that. But if you got to take a couple of early first downs that you're running them on, Move those to goal line situations. Stop putting the goal line on Jacoby Brissett when you're within three yards. I'll never fault them. I'll never with with this offense right now. I'll never fault them guys for not scoring a touchdown. If your approach was, I'm going to run Nick Chubb at the other defense four times and make him stop him. Because if they can do it, then you know what? It was that you were not destined to win that damn game or get that touchdown. Sure. We know with uh, with a game against the Patriots coming up, Bill Belichick, what he does is he takes away your best offensive weapon. So yep. can the Browns score enough without Nick Chubb going off this week? Um, you know, or is the defense just going to have to play out of their minds? Because we saw the Patriots defense and what they did to the Lions, the number one uh, scoring team in the NFL, and just completely shut them down. So how can Jacoby Brissett or – you know, our other weapons step up to uh, to beat this defense. Well, one of the things I really like, and this is actually in credit to Kevin Stefanski, I actually think Kevin Stefanski, the play caller, is a lot closer to where we thought he was coming into this than people are giving him credit for. All my complaints on Kevin Stefanski are micro. Like, it's a play here, it's a play there, it's little stuff. What I think he's – okay, but what I think he's done really well is he's balanced Jacoby out. He's not asking Jacoby to throw 40, 50 times a game, but how he uses Jacoby specifically early in the game. So where the other defense, like think back to the Jets game, think back to um, the Steelers game where 
early in those games, like the Steelers had a lot of success early on plugging up Nick Chubb. And Jacoby kept uh-huh. them in that game in that first half. So I think taking, I think being very deliberate with his usage, making sure to to use that play action a little bit more against New England because they're going to be buttoned up on that run and use their own aggression against them and let Jacoby make selected plays in that intermediate range. And, and we saw even against the Chargers early, guys, he had some moments where he was picking them apart. So Jacoby can do it. You just can't do it for 50 times a game. So I think that's the way. I think you can loosen them up. You can pry them up early by continuing to use very strategically Jacoby because that's where I trust him, early in the game when the, mm-hmm. when, when the pressure isn't there. And then all of a sudden in third, you can just unleash Chunt. <laughs> Love it. That, that was the one question I, uh, I brought up to Brian early. You know, you're there for the uh, last, let's just say, three plays of the game against the Chargers. You know, you you go wide with Hunt. Where the hell was Chubb? Why is Chubb one of your best players not on the field for those last three plays or whatever you need? Yeah. Like, those those are like you sit there and you talk about your little micros. Those are my micros. Yeah. Like that's fair. That's player. That's your best player that should be out there. Like you shouldn't have to pass when you're fourth and you know goal. You shouldn't have to do like the little things that he's doing. And it like it irks me because he's trying to be smart with it. And it's like, why try to be smart? Like, do you really need to reinvent the wheel? Just it, turn around. Oh, you're 24. Here's the ball. Gave me five yards. Well, and I think Baba, I'm I'm doing something. Okay. No, not right now. Later. Tell him I, I said hi. Hi, Heismander. I just <laughs> straight up Heismander. But um, not right now. We'll make hey, we'll make it quick. It's okay. You're, Look at that. you're there. We go. Look at that one. Hey, I got kids too. It's all right. This is no this is the real ham right here. This is the real ham. All right, there we go. go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think his usage of both running backs late is is confounding. It is like uh, one. It if the idea is it's between Hunt and Chubb, it's the dumbest thing ever. It's not. You can use them both on the field. And I'm sorry if I'm a defense and I've got Amari Cooper and Joku with the way he's played and Chubb and Hunt on the field at the same time, you're unstoppable. And I think that's really – like to me, that's the thing that drives me crazy. Kevin keeps putting himself into this binary world where it's Chubb or Hunt. And the the limited time they've been on the field together, they've played really, really well. Mm-hmm. And Chubb's blocked for him. Like I, I just like – yeah, black like, for each other. I know. Right. You act like the only time I really it. saw it was the Panthers game, and they had unbelievable yep. success there. And we haven't seen it I much since. Saw, and I don't understand. I can't remember what it. I'm pretty sure it was the Falcons game. I remember seeing them on the field together, but I don't remember them doing anything with it. I just I think one Kevin is so smart. I think one downside is he's a little stubborn. And I think he's a little set in his ways. And I think I, 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 I'm sorry. I just, I can't imagine having two of the 12 best running backs in the NFL who can both block, who can both catch a pass, who can both run and be physical and just be like, you know what? I'm not going to play him in the same backfield today. I'm not going to do that. Like, all right, get your head out of your ass, Kevin. Come on. I've defended <laughs> you enough. Get your head out of your ass. Yep. All right, Brian, you ready to do some uh, scores for this week? Oh, yeah, sure. 
Go for it. You know what happens when we have a guest on. I got to piggyback the guest. So, Brian, okay. a uh, first off overall win loss and then against the spread. And we are playing for a bottle of Cleveland Underground whiskey. Oh, oh and pizza. Oh, man. I mean, yeah. so that, that, that those two together are just about like playing for sex with a significant other. I know. <laughs> I know. Don't get any ideas. I'd be really weirded out all of a sudden, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get any ideas. Whiskey, pizza, and some sex. <laughs> I could not laugh. I was at work when you wrote back to me on Twitter with the nipple clamps. And I, I'm losing it at work, and my boss is looking at me and goes, you all right? I'm like, no, no, because I was like, well, as long as you bring the ball gags, we're good. <laughs> so I uh, I walked in today, and Andy Roth, our boss, goes, nipple clamps on Twitter? Really? And I was like, I thought the situation called for it. I mean, I, it Ooh. felt like the right response. I read the room. That's <laughs> amazing. Now, hold on. Do you guys get in trouble over that? What? Oh, no, 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 no. No, okay. I've said way worse shit on Twitter. No. So we have at work what we call the Nick Wilson principle. And that is whatever you think you can say, Nick Wilson can say it. Whatever you think you can't say, Nick Wilson can say it. And it's gotten every, – because everybody, when I come around, I am the bad influence. And I'm the one who all of a sudden, like I told you the other day, Ken and I and Jonathan were talking about soaking, the Mormon yeah. ritual. And we just got into it. And like multiple times, like people have been pulled aside and they're like, wait, but Nick said something way worse. And the response has been, well, yeah, that's Nick. So it is the Nick Wilson principle that everybody at work has to learn. Nick can get away with more. Ken probably has the same thing. We're the two guys who can get away with saying anything off air and nothing's going to happen to us. Perfect. I I didn't get here by looks, guys. There you go. <laughs> All right, Brian, let's do our scores for this week. Uh, let's sure. let Nick go first. Uh, what's Please. The, spread? the spread is probably Gosh. two and a half to New England, right? Oh, I thought the I thought the Browns were favored in this. Am I wrong? No, I don't no. know. I'm just guessing off the top of my head. I think they might be. Yeah, I think it might be favored by a couple. So I will say, here's the other one. I will say <laughs> Browns win, and I will say – you know what? I'll say that they'll uh, cover. I'll say the Browns win by at least three. Okay. I gotcha. That means I get to pick the score. Yeah, so the go Browns, for it. So the Browns win by three against the Patriots. At least three. At least three. I'm going to go 21 to 17 Browns. Damn it. All right. Well, I, think, I was I very similar. Can you, can you $1 Bob him? Because I would go with a score higher. Well, I, I went one score lower. I, even before he gave it, even before you mentioned anything about it, I had twenty to seven or twenty to sixteen. So, mm. so you yeah. could have one dollar him. I like it. So yeah, we're probably both going to be very wrong, but um, at so least we'll be wrong work? together. Is if if you so if let's say it's fourteen, does that mean you win, Bry? Um, so we're just keeping. Or if it's like twenty to fourteen, score, something like that. Well, we're just keeping the records for the Browns pick straight up okay. and then against the spread. So okay. even, it, right. it's not like a head-to-head thing okay. on, uh, each week. So we thought we were going to be keeping score on, on the show, 
And Dustin and I have both forgotten every time what our picks have been. And literally, Keith, our producer, has them written down. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I picked the Browns by seven over the Falcons. And Keith is like, uh, it was 10, and Dustin had them losing by three. Oh, no, no, it's not, I don't remember it that way. He'll pull up the audio. Uh, this audio's rigged. I kind of do the same thing. Yeah, I got them written down on the tops of all these papers that are all bounced the room. And uh, yep. yeah, we have to shuffle through them at some point. I'm you telling you guys, my notes are the exact same way, just written. And like, if somebody will try and read them and it'll be like, what's this from? Oh, that was a show note from 2017. Don't worry about it. All right. I got them down now. You ready for a fat boy Tuesday? Yeah, let's do it. And now it's time for fat boy Tuesday. Oh, it is time for Fat Boy Tuesday. Fat Boy Tuesday was a great Sunday. Uh, Mr. Nick Wilson and I, we were guest judges at the Top Dog Tailgate at Western Summit, and we had some amazing mac and cheese. Now, we had some, none was bad. We had a couple like, okay. No, there was one bad. We don't, we, we, can, we can admit the name. There was one bad. Yep. There was one Go real bad. I didn't want to do that to person but there was one really bad yeah you're a gentleman really we appreciate it how do you screw up mac and cheese bry not enough cheese oh, or, well, bland there you as, go. <laughs> or bland as shit like, oh, yeah, no. was, like nick and i both looked at each other and we were like mm-mm, yep. mm-mm. and we're talking the entire time he goes he goes what about you i'm like tastes pretty good i like it I, this <laughs> one i just looked at him like they're like score one too <laughs> like yep. that was it really <laughs> wow. nothing to do with not just like that my guilt with the first one we got ended up probably being the fourth best mac and we graded that son of a bitch like it was the 72 dolphins like we're <laughs> like well i mean it's pretty good <laughs> but uh we're gonna give it a six and fucking f- sorry uh you know five five mac and cheese laters were like yeah, I think it's probably an eight. I asked if I could change my grade on the first one. <laughs> so, right at the end of it, we went like this. Like, the there's, only, there's only two winners here. That's it. Yep. There's only two. That one. Okay. That was consensus. So there were two that were head and shoulders above the others, huh? The, the one with barbecue in it was pornographic. Bry, nice. they brought this thing out on a full sheet. Hold on. What am I doing? I got the video. Oh, bring that dirty bitch up. <laughs> Does your wife know he you watch this video at late late at night? Don't you worry about what my what So that last one there, Bri, was a pulled pork mac and cheese. Now, when they brought it out to us, my heart fluttered three times because when they set it down and took the top off, you could see the cheddar bubbling from the bottom like yep. a volcano starting <laughs> to spew. And I was like, there it is. I even grabbed Nick by the arm. I'm like, that's the winner. I already know it right now, Nick. That's the winner. Yeah. 
Uh, actually, that wasn't my arm. I was just, I was really excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, so we had, there was a green chili mac and cheese. There was a, the one that we liked was a sharp white cheddar, I believe. The yep. one that mm-hmm. was really nice. And then that last one, man, that last one with the pulled pork. Mac, like it was, there was a couple of them that weren't like, they were good, but they weren't gooey enough. There was a couple other ones that were like interesting, but not enough cheese. But that last one, like as soon as I took a bite of it, I was like, all right, just here, yep. here's the bowl. Just keep filling that thing up. Yeah. Well, that was actually, you know what? Great moment in restraint because I only had another bowl of it. All right. I could have just wow. said, if you put this on the table, I'm going to kick everybody's ass. I could, we could have power played this because we're big fellas and oh. we did. We, we shared <laughs> and we could have gone full fatty on it. We only went partial fatty. I know. And like, and oh, there's just like little scoops. I'm like, no, 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 throw another one on there. Come yeah. On. No, no, no. I, I'm not sure what grade to give it. I'm going to need a full. Can you, can you actually fill up about four <laughs> of these? And once I'm done with them, I'll let you know. No, no, no. In the middle. In the middle yeah. of the where everything else is going, right, right there it is. That's Can you just create a chute and just put like a feed bag for a horse? And can you just strap it to my fat face and just <laughs> let me tilt it back? And if I and if I look like I'm I'm choking, don't worry, it's how I want to go. <laughs> but were there were there any unique ones that uh, that maybe you weren't expecting in this competition? There was one that with the shells that had the shells and the um, the Italian seasonings on it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was good. That was really good. He could have used a little bit more like gooiness, but it was like it was really close. Like I was like, like they had a couple like when they bring out the shells. That's where I kind of get like I was telling Nick my, like my pet peeve with mac and cheese. If you're bringing the shells, like the big shells, not the little ones, the big shells, really be gooey as gooey could be and they just it wasn't gooey enough i'll be honest across hmm. the board the the goo factor was not there i mean there were a couple but like i'm like you man like i make smoked mac and cheese in the grill and smoking smoking uh, mac and cheese is really really tricky because Hmm. it can dry up really quickly so i over cheese it because in the end it kind of just ends up being normal cheese so i'll throw in a block of like Velveeta. then i'll throw in the shredded stuff around it and i'll throw in extra milk and because you have to because i know basically it's a coronary waiting to happen <laughs> with it <laughs> but like yep yeah that i i think we had a couple first timers no again listen i ate it <laughs> there will be nary a bitch about it i loved every second of every bit of it even the bad stuff was good but um, yeah, I could tell that there were a couple people. It was the first time they'd made that recipe at that quantity. And I do it the opposite way. I cook for a Trojan army. And then it's like <laughs> my, my daughters and my wife have like one small corner. And I'm like, oh, I guess I got to finish this bitch myself. <laughs> like John so- Goodman from family guy. <laughs> Dad, can we eat yet? No, I'm finished. Yeah. Not until my eyes are rolling in the back of my head. So, uh, Eric, Top Dog Eric is here. The guy that ran the event said, need Ken Carmen next year to join us for the uh, the judging. That is a have, lot. There's not you don't enough. have enough mac and cheese. 
No, but there's not <laughs> enough room back behind all that for the three big guys that we are that were back there. Like, I felt bad for the ladies that were with us. They're like, I guess it was okay. And I'm like, you guys do not have food game right now. Yeah. Okay. We're going to really talk about this after my four chin pops out from the yeah. old. And then we're going to talk about this. Like, <laughs> but it, it was a great time. A lot of great people. Sure. I mean, it was, Brian, that place was just packed full. Everybody was having, yeah, that was crazy. And, uh, you know, when I talked to Nick, I was like, I was like, hey, Nick, I was like, can I at least get you on our show just for the, just the mac and cheese? Because him and I had so much fun behind there because we're sitting there trying them. I'm Brian, I'm not joking. We're just looking at each other and going, like, all right, that one's okay. And then you get the one that's really bad. And you're like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Scrape I felt like our palates were in sync. <laughs> oh, we I think by the end, the one girl, I think she was taking her cues off us because she was like, I think she was impressed at our at our uh, our ability to break down food as if we were breaking down film with fucking Kevin Stefanski. <laughs> That's what it was. Like, there's not enough chub in this mac and cheese. There's not yep. enough chub. We need we need at least a little post out here. Let's run him out to wide receiver. Yep, we're gonna need more chunt. That's what we're about in this mac and cheese. Mac and chunt. <laughs> Tell me that doesn't work. There you go. Without a doubt, it does. Bry showed up. Like, go ahead. Well I, well, I was just going to say, I feel like in order to be a judge of one of these, you got to be at least 250, right? I mean, you're telling me there's some some stick figures that are 150, 160. Like, no, you, you don't qualify. Bry, um, we had the social director from the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. Uh, very nice a, girl by the way very very nice okay okay and, and she, she told me i was a moron because uh i loved wyatt teller and then she proceeded to tell me why because wyatt teller gets called for holding at a certain point in time that and i was like damn it i can't even argue with her yep. wow she put you yeah. in your place she put me right in my place wow right and i just sat there and i, I looked at nick i'm like i can't even argue with her right now she's right like i just I wanted to look at her like you're wrong. You're so wrong. <laughs> nope, couldn't even do that. Listen, you can't you can't dispute the truth when you hear it. And then uh, we had, sure. uh, I, I was her name Yvette. Yvette was there, yes. And then I, Gab was there. So I don't think Yvette has had a carb since uh, 2017, maybe. <laughs> no, she's so, on. Yeah, I was I was a little bit worried about her eating. Uh, that food. It's like, you know, when you starve and they try and eat a bunch of cheeseburgers, I was worried for her health for a mm-hmm. moment, but uh, she seemed to adapt. Okay. Oh yeah. She did very well. Yeah. She actually, but, she actually did pick the winner with us. She's like, yeah, this one's really good. Yeah. yeah. yeah Cause it was, it was as soon as we heard, cause we, we started eating the classic Mac and cheese. We're like, all right, all right, give us the last one. Let's move this on. Let's get in the super yeah. Mac. All right. These are okay. Like, yeah. Let's, let's get in the good category. Jeez. We were mac and cheese size queens. Let's not lie about it. All right. <laughs> there was no there was no dish that was too beaucoup for for our mouths. <laughs> Leave first... that right there. Don't build on that. No, no. <laughs> I, oh, so I, I keep going? No, 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 no. <laughs> His mom so, watches. When I first introduced myself to Nick, we get the first mac and cheese out. He looks at me and goes, you gotta get in the corner and get deep in the corner. Yeah. Oh what, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm sitting. I'm like, every fat guy right, knows that. You and I are going to be friends right now. 
we're going to be fat friends eating mac and cheese. These these rookies go into the center of the dish. It's like, oh, oh is this your first prom? Is this your first dance? Like, yeah. no, you got to get the you got to get oh the Chris. I'm guys. I'm yeah. salivating just thinking about the mac and cheese. This is not great. I still haven't had dinner. Yeah, this ain't good. <laughs> I had two salads to eat for dinner today, so I'm about to go out and kill a calf and man away. Uh, Rye, uh, you've been asked to judge. Yeah, I just got there. I, it, it, what it started at ten o'clock? Is that when you guys uh, did the judging? I think it was around ten o'clock. We started. Yeah. I got there about nine thirty. Mm-hmm. You were already there. What time did you show up, Nick? I think I showed up at nine. Okay, so I was, I was talking. I was talking to Steve for a minute. So that was okay. good. Did you Did get you... a McThird sandwich? No. You know why? So I had won. I had eaten so poorly on Saturday that I was still dealing with a little bit of that bubble guts. And then, two, I didn't want anything to sully my palate. All right? I, those, and those sandwiches look so good. And, and uh, Eric, your team was so nice. They kept offering me a sandwich and all I wanted to scream was absolutely yes. Now, please. But I want, I was trying to stay pure for the Mac and cheese. So that's what I did. <laughs> nice. I kept this did body you, like now, a temple. I, I heard you talking about these, um, are they caramel apple mules that you were drinking? Did you have one of those or can you explain to us? Case of fact, I didn't hear about that. I mean, oh no, I'm all I was in. on the radio today. I heard about the caramel apple mules. Boys, it was a problem. So my wife and kids were out of town this weekend. They went to DC to for a, a trip with a family of our uh, family friends of ours. And so any I'm I'm useless without them. I have no drive, <laughs> no ambition if my family isn't Same. around. And Same. so actually it was Gab. I saw Gab. She got a, a, I think it's called like a fall mule or something like that at a at a Guardians game. So I looked up recipes and I found this one that involves caramel apple vodka, um, apple cider, lime, and ginger beer. Hmm. And so I have this I have this thing called cinnamon swirl. It's like a cinnamon sugary kind of topping. And so I put that in the drink, guys. I had twelve this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did not intend, I did not start out thinking I should have 12 of these. But at some point, my brain went to, I'm going to drink as many as these as I can get oh, in. Hell yeah. And what sure. happened is, not only did I have that, I had pizza. I had two stogies out on the porch. And so by by like Monday, my body was like, please be pure. Please, please keep clean out this just rubbish that is in your system. My we, my system's going to give out if you don't eat a salad, and that's almost anything that I've eaten this week for the last two days has been salad. Where'd you get the prime yourself for ready for the weekend again? I get it. Yeah, got to prime this this fine system. What'd you say? Where'd you get the- that's right? One more time. Where did you get the pizza from? Oh, so it's a it's a local place here called Leangelo's. And uh, so it's the first time I'd gone there. Let me tell you, I'd already been drinking. So I paid the Uber Eats price. We won't be doing that again. No, no, no. Um, but it was really good. I haven't found – so I've lived in Manaway now three months since I've been back. I haven't found like a pizza that I can't live without. I also haven't found a pizza that I'm turning down. Uncle Spike's is really good. Leangelo's mm. is really good. 
but I'm still looking for that pizza that just, that's my boo, right? I'm looking for the my boo pizza, the one that is just, when I want to eat bad, that's where I go. We'll have, to, we'll have to start looking for you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know places out in Manaway, to be honest. So everybody that I – so I'm working my way through a small list that I have, and everybody's favorite is really good. There's no bad pizza out here. Mm-hmm. Although somebody did send me to Romeo's, and no offense, Romeo's, I may have uttered an expletive. I'm like, I don't want chain pizza. I want local pizza here. Absolutely. And so I've cut them out of my life and I'm not responding to their texts anymore. But, um, <laughs> but no, I, I'll, I'm pretty confident I'll find one. Listen, it took me a while when I lived out in Lodi to find something in Medina County that I loved. But after a while, mm-hmm. I found it. And then it closed. What was so it? So I got that goal for me. What was it? Um, no, I don't remember the name off the top of my head. Oh, it was uh, it was on the square. No, no, it's not close. Oh, yeah. It's the pizza by the slice place on the square by where uh-huh. the old surplus store is. Gotcha. Yep, I got some family down in Lodi. I'm from Medina, so I'm not too far. Oh, nice. Yeah, I know they had Romeo. I know they had Romeo's on the square there. I don't know if that's still there or not either. Romeo's is. You know what? Can we just say for chain, Romeo's <laughs> is pretty good. And their Tuscan pepperoni, mm-hmm. it it can get it. I'll just say that. It's the devil pepperoni. That's what I call. I call that the devil pepperoni, because it folds up and holds all that grease inside. Yep. And it's so piping hot when it gets to you that when you take the first bite, it burns everything it can. Yep. Burns your face, burns your tongue, burns your like upper intestine. Yeah, that's how you know it's good. And then when you, <laughs> when you actually pull it out because it's too hot, it burns your stomach. It burns your stomach. Just to be clear, we're still talking about pizza, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I just, the way you said that, I wasn't sure. I'm not talking about candle wax. Come on. No comment. No comment. Listen, oh, what man. happens four times in a January when you're bored? That's right. It's, it's simpler times. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's mid-October and the Browns are still losing. I mean, <laughs> fine. Way to bring it back. There you go. There it Professional. Is. All right, Nick, let's get you off of here, bud. Go spend some Easy. time. Not that one. <laughs> your phrasing, not mine. <laughs> You're the one with the nipple clamps. I don't know. What Listen, I'm not that kind of radio host. No matter what you hear about me, are are you the uh, New York Giants uh, wide receiver, defensive back, whoever it was that was getting worked out the other day? Did you see that video? I got to tell you, if that's what sports science is leading to, call me an athlete. All right. Did you see the memes for that thing? They're like Deshaun Watson wants to trade to New York Giants. I'm like, I yeah. bet he does. I want to trade now. All right. I would like to think at some point you're like, this dude's butt cheeks are out there. He's facing a bunch of cameras on the sidelines because all the fans are there. How are we not thinking to ourselves, this is going to be very gift worthy. How are we not thinking ahead of this? It's his hamstring. Yeah. It's his hamstring topic. It's his hamstring. Stop thinking dirty. It's his hamstring. Yeah. Sorry. No, he's breathing heavy because he just got off the sidelines. Come on. <laughs> no, that's well, he's groaning in pain. He's groaning in pain. The man's in pain. It's a cramp. His pants aren't all the way down. It's just like yep. that. Good form. One of the videos I've ever seen. As soon as I saw that video, all I could do was laugh. I'm like, of course. Took me back to the early days of getting to know women in high school. <laughs> Is that too soon? No. Nah. 
Sorry yeah. to the entirety of your your office. Uh, yeah. your, uh, I'm the, trying to uh, drinkers. I'm They're trying right. to figure out where Justin Masters is for this entire conversation because he talks about hookers and blow. Debbie does Dallas and anything else. This is the perfect conversation for him to be here, and he's probably sleeping. Blew it. Nope. We call that uh, we call that a pre-show meeting in the radio business. Oh, nice. <laughs> we just do it live just so everybody can see it. Yeah, if we did. We've we've talked about. I'm sure every station has said this. If we if we were able to say on air what we say off air, um, we also wouldn't be on air anymore. Let's just, we're just we're just all uh, ridiculously stupid and ridiculous people. I love it. <laughs> oh, Nick, thank you so much. Appreciate <laughs> you, guys, Nick. Anytime you. you need me, I appreciate you you hanging out and, and judging the Mac with me. Uh, Eric, you are the man. Thank you as well. Bry, it's good to meet you, brother. Anytime you yes, need sir. me, let me know. Okay? Love speak, it. Thank you. Speak highly of us and tell Kim we said hi, all right? I won't lie for you. But yes, no, I, I would. Speak highly of us. No, no, I'm not going to lie. I told you. That's true. We're down to the bottom. We're bunch of guys. All right. All right, Brian. We got off the rails on that one. That was fun. Yeah, that was very good. I like that. (laughs) Unscripted. How is it that we've got two guys from 923 The Fan that have been just absolute down-to-earth guys that have been amazing with us? Like, I know know we got off the rails there a little bit with the uh, New York Giants – Little peep show, but what an amazing <laughs> you guy. brought that up. I can't help it. I saw that video and all I could do was giggle like a school. Yeah, my kid. cousin sent it to me at first. And I, I think I was sleeping or something. And I woke up and saw it. I'm like, what the heck is this? Took me Eric, a while to figure it out. Eric said that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, 92.3 the fan because they're fans. <laughs> and like you said, they're down to earth. They can talk to other Browns fans. And uh, yeah. Same thing with Ken. We probably could have gone on with Nick for another couple hours. He was oh, great. We probably could have. But, uh, you know, I know he's got wife, kids. They just got back from DC. Oh, yeah. No, we appreciate, you know, even five minutes they can give us. That was cool. That was so fun. <laughs> and, Bri, next time you got to do the mac and cheese with me. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Next Not year. Sure, Ed, Ed was saying he, he needs to enter it, and, and I agree. His mac and cheese – he was t- like with what Nick was saying. He makes uh, smoked mac and cheese, and he was telling me he should just add a ton of cheese, and it wouldn't be enough. And though finally, he just like a ridiculous amount of cheese that should not have been in there, and it turned out damn near perfect. So, yeah, I'm excited to see next year. Oh, there it is. Come on, Fatty, Bry, Ken, and Nick, all judges next year for the mac and cheese contest. <laughs> now those would be four professional mac and cheese eaters i can guarantee you that they might fight each other over the mac and cheese i'm not gonna lie i mean i, I think maybe afterwards maybe we could do a post like a uh, earthquake typhoon uh tag team match maybe something like that you know i'm Perfect. sure people would love to see that can i be tugboat tugboat typhoon whatever you want to call them sure <laughs> I was thinking Yokozuna or Rikishi or something. But, yeah, sure, you can be tugboat. All right. All right, Bri. That was a great Fat Boy Tuesday. How awesome was that? All right. That was great. Let's get into our top three real quick, and then we will close out with trivia, and we'll get off here, all right? So top three tailgating locations. 
Now, Bri, we always have our favorites. We have Western Summit with Eric and all those guys. They've been amazing to us. Um, we're not talking Cleveland anymore, bud. We're talking elsewhere. NFL places to go tailgate. So, Bri, why don't you give me your top three NFL places that you'd like to go tailgate? Yep, I got you. Um, kind of the theme for, for mine was you got to be, you know, a blue-collar city. Not that you have to be or anything, but I'm just thinking of places that are, like, gigantic football cities and, uh, you know, that support their teams. I, you know, I thought about maybe Vegas or something like that because it would be fun to go down the strip or something, but Vegas isn't a football city. I need a football city. So my number three, I'm going with Kansas City. Give me that barbecue. i got to try it at least once. Uh, number two. Buffalo, I'll be there in a couple weeks or maybe a month. I've been there a couple times before. It's a blast, um, especially now with the Bills being good. I'm sure it's crazier than ever. Um, and my number one is uh, Green Bay. Just kind of the atmosphere surrounding the stadium. You know, it sounds like people just walk into – it's like in a neighborhood, and you just kind of walk into a house and party it up and then go to the next house. And I guess that's kind of a, like a tailgate for them. So something about it, I think uh, I think that would be really cool. Well, you and I are pretty much on the same page with a lot of stuff. All right, so my number three is Green Bay. My number two is Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And Bri, I'm sorry. I drove by it. I've seen it. I've seen what's out there. My number one, Las Vegas Raiders. I would okay. love to go out there just for one tailgate with the tents up, with everything else that's going on. Bri, it is like a sea of parking lot out there. Like, it is out in the middle of nowhere with just parking lots galore for mm-hmm. tailgating. And I just, wow. and I know how Raiders Nation is, and they're nuts, like Buffalo. But, man, I would just like to do it once. That's just a little, uh, maybe you and I can make a road trip out there. Oh, heck yeah. Still never been to Vegas. Hey, perfect. We'll leave the wives at home. <laughs> all right you come play pool with me and we'll win a trip to vegas i can be down for that yeah i could go as an alternate or something right exactly you'd be on the team alternate my ass. <laughs> does that mean team. i gotta play pool i'm pretty terrible you see four, me hey four weeks is all i need you four weeks <laughs> start training now huh start training now <laughs> All right, Brian. Let's let's finish off the trivia here and let's get off of here. We've been away. Yeah, there we go. All right. Good. I, I, I forgot. How about that shit? Yeah, good for you. All right. Um, which college has the most starting NFL quarterbacks right now? All right, Brian. It's going to be hard for me. Okay. I'm torn between two. Okay. Okay, because the one quarterback played at both. I see. Am I on the right path? You got it. I'm going to go Oklahoma because of Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, and Jalen Hurts. But a Mm -hmm. close second is Mac Jones and Jalen Hurts, right? Mac Jones, and who's the other Alabama starting quarterback? Jalen Hurts. No, Jalen Hurts is Oklahoma. 
know Jalen Hurts was Alabama. I know he went to Alabama, but for this, he's considered he won Oklahoma. A championship in Alabama. Okay, who's the other Alabama quarterback? Who the hell is the other Alabama quarterback? Tua. Oh, Tua. So it's two. And, right. So they have two. So Alabama has Jones and uh, and Tua, and so there's another one that has two. Can you think of it? Might be tough. I'd be impressed if you got this. What if I told you it wasn't a Power mm-hmm. Five conference? Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I can't think of it. North Dakota State. Oh, with okay, Josh Allen. And- <laughs> yeah, there there might be more with two. I, I I didn't really do a deep dive into how many schools have two starting quarterbacks. Clemson has Watson and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, there you go. Yep, so, I got two. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, was that, that Chris? That's the one that kind of yeah. That was that was one. And Chris, I'm sorry, I didn't. Yes, um, that was Nick Wilson. Uh, host of the afternoon show with Dustin Fox on 923 The Fan in the afternoon here. And I'm sorry. Two to we seven. Already, two to seven. We were already into it, having fun with him. And I'm sorry. I saw your comment. I just didn't bring it up. That was my fault, bud. So, Brian, uh, we're here at the end of the show. We really didn't give a fantasy update, but Brian's off the schneid, and so is Harold. So, we got. Yeah, we don't seem to give fantasy updates when you lose. That's weird. No, no, no! I lost. I'm middle loss. I lost to Harold. I even by four points, four freaking <laughs> points. You know, it happens. But you got have... your phone right there. Yeah, let's do it. You want to do it? No, I was, I was gonna see. Give it, give us a baseball update. Let's Ooh. finish this off, and then let's go watch uh, the baseball game. All right, let me, let me get a little uh, Gardos, little Gardos. Cleveland is up one to nothing. Sweet. At the top of the third. All right. All you right. Here, here. First. All right. Oh, yeah. Chris awesome. Beat. Take that. Chris got beat by Bry. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Chris, for letting me get my first win. I think it was uh, a Leonard Fournette day. And, well, Dalvin Cook finally did something, too. Had to. All right. Bry, <laughs> God bless him. God bless it. God bless America. All right, I am that fat guy. I want to thank Nick Wilson for showing up. Guys, please like, subscribe, tell everybody about our show. We love to have fun. We love to talk Cleveland sports, and we love to talk food. And sometimes we get off track on a lot of stuff, but it was fun tonight. Uh, Please like, subscribe, follow, whatever you got to do. Spread the word for us. Brian and I love doing this. And also, special shout out, Mr. B's. Vic was amazing to us with the food. How was your... uh, Pepperoni flatbread before we get off of here. I don't know what you're talking about. Dad a boy. Dad a boy. <laughs> All right. I am that fat guy. We were definitely uncorked, unloading. We're out. Thank you guys for watching. Same. Fadoogle. Far from new